WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Sandhauser bucket to tie the game, is that what you drew up? Yes. Um, I mean, I drew up to get him a shot, an open shot. He didn't get it, and so he did a great job creating separation. Um, so he did a great job after the play. Why? Made it. And then, what was going on with Rob's minutes tonight? Nothing. Were there matchups you were looking for? No. Bringing him off the bench was such a caution. For what? For his nagging injuries for anything? No. Do you know about the bus one boys? Are we done? Yes. Thank you. Not now, bus one boys. Yeah, seriously. That was a, a bitchiness du jour from Joe Missoula last night with Abby Chin. Uh, I saw that on NBC Sports Boston after the game. And I said, what, what is his thing with Abby? But really, what's his thing with everybody? That's more what it is in my book. What is Joe Missoula's thing with everybody over there? And I... I wouldn't think it was based on the team's performance last night. It's hour number three, Jones and Mego with Arkan. They overachieved. I mean, they lost. Right. But the guys on the floor overachieved. It was, a, it was a moral victory. I know he doesn't believe in those, but it was a moral victory, as Celtics fans have reminded me here today. Uh, and you can dial us up, 617-779-7937. How, how you feeling about your Celtics? The Milwaukee Bucks are supposed to be the other big, scary team in the Eastern Conference. They were basically at full strength last night. They had Giannis. They had Middleton until overtime when his minutes limit kicked in. They had Drew Holiday. You know, all three of them played well last night, or at least you know put up their numbers. They, they had Grayson they, Allen kicking people in the ear or yep, whatever he did. They didn't have Bobby Portis. They didn't have Jay Crowder yet, but whatever. They were basically at full strength. The Celtics had effectively no starters. You heard one of the questions there that Abby asked Joe Mazzulla was why Rob Williams was coming off the bench, and we'll get to that coming up because he was asked by other reporters the same. The Celtics basically had no starters last night, and they take Milwaukee to overtime. Are you feeling good about it? 617-779-7937. I know a lot of fans are. Mego, uh, remind me, how are you feeling about it again? I feel fine. You know, I feel comfortable still saying that I think that the Bucks are a major threat to the Celtics getting back to the finals. I still feel that way. One game doesn't change that for me. Chris Middleton is still on a minutes restriction and still getting back into gelling with the team. I still think they're dangerous. Giannis sucked in the second half for the most part. I think you're lucky if you see that Giannis for even a half, if not a whole game, you know, at some point in a seven-game stretch in the finals. So I still feel nervous about Milwaukee if I'm a Celtics fan. For the Celtics, like I said, guys on the floor overachieved. Uh, I still think there's some flaws with Missoula's timeout strategy, but this isn't something I'm losing sleep over. Even having Jason Tatum and others effectively resting last night when they could have gone up against them in Milwaukee. Well, I know, I know that really chaps you. Well, that's that's my big issue with last night. But Arkan, how do you feel about the Celtics today? You feeling pretty good? I know they lost. Moral victory, though, right? Yeah, not really. I think that the Bucks probably overlooked them a little bit. I think they saw that Tatum and Brown weren't playing and thought maybe they could take it easy. And, you know, Drew Holiday uh, ramped up his game. Giannis had a great game in the first half. He tailed off a little bit in the second. But I think that's something the Celtics do. You know, the Bucks are red hot right now. They've won 10 in a row. They've been grinding out these games. They had a West Coast road trip, and they won all those games. And then they see the Celtics without their two stars 
stars and think, oh, maybe we can chill out a little bit. And they couldn't. And the Celtics, to their credit, uh, gave them a good game. And I think that Derek White has played great. I thought Brogdon was really good last night. Um, and those guys, you can count on them. You can count on them uh, to score points when those guys aren't there. Not as often when they are there, but that's sort of another story. I think, though, really what I, I learned last night is that uh, the Bucks and I think a lot of good teams in the league sort of fall victim to that kind of overlooking, getting ready for the all-star break, and just kind of downshifting a little bit in those situations. The Celtics have done it a bunch this year. Yeah, you're going to see the Celtics do it tonight, as Probably, I tried to yeah. tell you in, uh, in triple play at the end of last hour. I, I don't cut them a lot of slack because it looks like their approach last night was entirely avoidable. It's like, oh, look, the scrubs hung with the Bucks, and now, and it's an awful look for Milwaukee. I'll just acknowledge that and say, it's an awful look for Milwaukee. Like, if I'm a Bucks fan today, I go, what the hell? Their backups almost beat the Bucks. Like, how, how is this going to go in the Eastern Conference Final? That would be my show in Milwaukee. We're doing the show here in Boston, and I agree, it's a bad look for Milwaukee. The Celtics could have avoided all of it. You didn't have to play Sam Hauser and Mike Muscala and everybody else last night. You didn't have to do that. That wasn't forced upon you to do that last night. You chose to sit Jason Tatum, who's going to play tonight. You chose to sit Marcus Smart, who's going to play tonight. You chose to sit Al Horford, who doesn't play back-to-backs. Who else am I missing? Jalen Brown is a real one. Uh, Rob we'll see Williams about Rob came Williams. off the bench. And we're going to get to Rob Williams here in a moment, so we'll see about Rob Williams. You limited his minutes by choice last night. Smart is going to play tonight, but he couldn't play last night. Well, he could have. He obviously well, could have. they decided he wasn't going to play Correct. So they weren't going to play all these guys in both games, so they made the choice to play them tonight and not last night. Maybe because the players didn't want to get on the flight. Oh, I got to get back for All-Star Weekend, Jason Tatum. I got to get ready for whatever I'm doing at All-Star Weekend. So I'm not getting on that flight to Milwaukee. I don't care that it's a real game. If you beat the Bucks, you wrap up the season series, which means if you finish tied with Milwaukee, you host a Game 7 in an Eastern Conference Final in that scenario. You wrap up the season series. The next game in March or whenever it is, doesn't matter. You did it last night. They also closed the gap on you in the Eastern Conference. The Bucks have won 11 in a row. They're only a half game back. That is a real game in the standings when it comes to potential seeding down the line. So I'm annoyed. Punt on the Detroit game tonight. I don't care that Arkan's in attendance. Punt on the Detroit game tonight Rude. and play last night straight up. Don't do it. Or were you afraid to do it? Were you afraid to play the Bucks straight up? And you said, nah, we'll deal with them another time. We don't want to deal with them right now. Because we're you gonna don't play, have Jalen? We're going to play the Detroit Pistons. Well, I don't know. You tell me. Why would they not play their guys against the Bucks? 617-779-7937. How do you feel about it? And how are you feeling about that victory last night for Milwaukee over your scrubs? I wouldn't be celebrating if I were a Bucks fan, but I wouldn't feel too good about it as a Celtics fan either. And as I said earlier, and I'll close the loop, I blame people like Mego and Arkan for this. I blame you guys specifically. I'll take my anger out on you because you want to manage minutes and you want Tatum to not play every single night. And this is what you get when you start playing that game. Both teams are losers yes. because they didn't leave it out on the floor Thank you. in a near meaningless game in Thank you. February. Not meaningless. When both of these teams are looking to go back to the finals. That part's these wrong. are the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. How dare they not treat this Valentine's Day yes. game on TNT like it is the most important game of the season. You only get three How games with the Bucks. They give Jason Tatum, who's leading the league in minutes. A night off before yeah. the All-Star break that he's playing in as a first-team player. Tonight's the night. 
Tonight's the starter. Not last night. Last night's game did matter. Like, I hate to break it to you. The season series against the Bucs could potentially matter at the end of the year. Beating them, you don't want to finish tied with them and have to go to Milwaukee for a game seven. Oh, yeah, Scrubs took them to overtime. I wouldn't be afraid to go there. I wouldn't want to go there for a game seven in the Eastern Conference final, regardless of what happened last night. Grant Williams, though, could just shut down Giannis, and that would be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's you know, all you got to worry about you know, there. Grant, Grant, Grant plays well against them, besides, you know, that pesky little turnover last It's night. true. I would say this. Uh, I am okay with benching, or not benching, but sitting Tatum for certain games, but I have never once said that they should have not played him in that Milwaukee game. And also... Well, I never once said... Ma- I'm not even managing his minutes. Like, whatever. That's just fine. Play him. But I just also think He's there's ways to do just that. Play him. There's ways to do that that work and don't work. And I think last year, they played him so much, you ran out of gas at the end of the year. That's my opinion on that. I know you have a different one, but... Either way, uh, I'm a little concerned that Jason Tatum in a big marquee matchup game, primetime TNT, didn't say, no, 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 I'm playing this one and I'll skip the Detroit game. You know what I mean? Like so that. Why? I, I don't know. I wonder if it was just a legitimate thing because Jason Tatum is hyper conscious of that stuff and likes to play on the big stage. So I'm think, not, you know what I mean? Like, do you think, I think he has a real injury that kept him out? Or that he was really sick not, or something? It yeah, was a maybe. non-COVID illness was the official listing, which to me is fake. And so, Why not just have a non-COVID illness tonight, then? Maybe you don't want to get on the flight. The best I can come up with is he doesn't want to get on the flight. I'm not getting on the flight. I'm already going to... i got to get packed for the All-Star game. Where's the All-Star game this year? Utah? Yeah. Salt Lake. i got to pack Salt all... Salt Lake, Utah. Woo! i got to pack my warm boots. i got to pack shirts. my winter jacket. i got to start, you know... i got to start, start dialing up the Instagram ass models and get them all lined up for when I get out to Salt Lake City. So, you know what? I'm not going to Milwaukee. I'm not wasting my time. I'll play in the home game. I'm not getting on that flight. It's the best thing that I got. Otherwise, I don't know why they didn't play. They should have played in that game last night. 617-779-7937. Let's, uh, let's get to Joe Missoula and his lack of calling a timeout. Can we do that first last night? Uh, uh, Joe Missoula has been so adamant about not calling timeouts down the stretch. It's been annoying. It's been annoying. And finally, last night, the Celtics kind of did it in regulation. Derek White called one of them when he traveled, falling to the court, and the Celtics got a favorable whistle. They scored right out of that timeout. I think it was a quick Brogdon hoop, a quick two instead of taking a three there when they were down three, which I like. Then he called another timeout to set up the Sam Hauser three. In overtime, in a similar spot, when time is running out, he lets Grant Williams slip on the floor. Joe Mazzula, did you learn anything there? Last position, did you consider timeout? Did you, what did you think of the last position? Yeah, I should and how did it turn out? What, what was the play that was supposed to happen? And kind of what was we got them cross-matched. We got them scrambled a little bit. And then I thought we passed up two open shots. And when we passed up two open shots, I should have called timeout. Okay, so he acknowledges he should have called the timeout there. He blames the players. Like, well, I thought we passed up two open shots. But when you pass up the open shots and Grant is slipping and trying to take Giannis one-on-one, call a timeout. At least he acknowledged it. But him acknowledging it exposes what he's been saying now for months, which is he doesn't want to call timeouts there. It's stupid not to call timeouts there, Joe. Oh, they're going to set their defense. They set their defense twice at the end of regulation. You scored both times. So call the timeout and bail your team out. He hasn't done that all year, and I still don't get it. It's situationally very different when you have starters out there and when you have almost all the backups, the whole bench playing the whole game, like minutes those guys aren't used to. Absolutely should have called the timeout there, considering the guys on the floor. What is sticking out to me, though, is when Missoula, and I don't know if it's just that he's trying to be defensive or trying to catch the media off guard, but what he takes credit for and what he doesn't in his coaching very strange. is very inconsistent and very strange. And I go back to Abby's first question, you know, about the uh, Sam Hauser three-pointer that went in. Sam Hauser bucket to tie the game. Is that what you drew up? Yes. <laughs> so, and then she yeah. presses on him. She's like, can you walk me through that? 
which is a common question of, uh, you know, a lot of times people do it because they're like, I'm going to write up on this place, so I want to make sure that I have it exactly accurate uh, what the plan was. And then he says, well, I drew something up. I mean, can we just hear what he, how then he elaborates on it? Um, I mean, I drew up to get him a shot, an open shot. He didn't get it. And so he did a great job creating separation. Okay, so... What he drew up actually didn't work. It was Sam Hauser creating the separation on his own. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just there's an inconsistency there that I find really weird. So then he's talking about, well, the players passed up two open shots. I should have called timeout because of that. But really, it was their fault because they passed up the two open shots. And it's like, well, well, who's at fault here? Are you accepting accountability for a shot that the player made at first? And then when you're pressed on it, then you're saying, actually, he created that. It wasn't what I drew up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, I it's just, just the whole it's very thing, strange. The whole thing with him is very strange. And the edge that he has with reporters is strange. For a guy who's accomplished zero. I mean, for a guy who hasn't accomplished anything, you can't even get the interim label removed. And by the way, I don't think they should remove it. Like, if they're not back in the NBA Finals, I don't know that he should be back for a job, right? David Blatt, was that the coach of the Cavs? Made an NBA Finals and lost his job. Like, I don't really care. Framingham's finest. Yes, I don't really care all that much about... Casey was the coach of the year, and he got fired from the Raptors. I don't really care all that much about the job you're doing in the regular season. If you can't do it in the postseason, then I I don't want you back as the coach, or I don't necessarily think you deserve to be back as the coach. And for him to be so short and have so much edge and be so bitchy and whiny with all these reporters, maybe he just knows that, and maybe he's on edge because of that. 617-779-7937. How do you feel about the Celtics and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference? How do you feel about that matchup last night? And most importantly, shouldn't all those guys have played last night? They're all playing tonight against the Detroit Pistons. Why didn't they play in a game that does matter? I'm sorry, it did matter last night. And you did lose. Why didn't they play last night against the Bucks? I'd like your theories on it. 617-779-7937. Plus, Brian Scalabrini standing by about 15 minutes from now. As he joins us each and every Wednesday at 4.30, we'll ask all those questions to Scal right after trending from Christian Arkin. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. You're listening to Jones and Mako on WEEI. We're here till 6 on a Wednesday with all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. How you feeling about the Celtics and the way they approached last night's game? How you feeling about them with one game left before the All-Star break? You can weigh in there. We'll ask that question and more to Brian Scalabrini. Joins us each and every Wednesday here on WEEI at 430. Uh, and if you miss our interviews, you can always go back and listen to the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arcan on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. You know, I still am frustrated with that entire approach last night. But one of the things I discounted, Mego, were your Mego metrics. Megtricks. Your uh, Statalini numbers, your Megtrix. Dadalini. As Dadalini. No, that sounds like my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does sound like it. I don't it like does. that. I hey, don't want to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a dad. Oh, pleased to meet you, Megan's dad. Yeah, call me Dadalini. <laughs> Did you so, say Megan's dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, 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 I said, don't say that. No, I said dad. dad. I said dad. My dad was a colonel. Okay? I think I said Give dad. Give some respect. Let's, let's double check it. I don't think I said daddy. Oh, 
Colonel Dadalini, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Mussolini's right hand man. Please call him Colonel Dadalini. <laughs> Colonel Dadalini. Hey, that's an anti-Italian joke. I know it is. So uh, so when it comes to uh, your metrics, though, that you unearthed last night, uh, the Celtics without Marcus Smart. Yesterday, Martin, in anticipation of a bit we didn't do on the show yesterday. I'm sorry, yes. Uh, something that you've been uh, you've been sitting on and, uh, well, getting ready to uh, air and fine-tuning. Furiously calculating my data tables in Excel at Cafe Nero yesterday. What did you What did you learn with all your research? Basically, the Celtics had no chance last night without Marcus Smart, right? No. Well, what you asked, what you brought up was Derek White overtaking Marcus Smart's spot as a starter. And I thought, you know, I'm going to lead with my head, not my heart. I'm going to crunch some numbers here, as sure. I sometimes do, to defend my platform that Derek White, even though he's on a searing hot streak, cannot overtake Marcus Smart. And I was right. Because even though per 36 minutes, their season, uh, their regular season numbers were very similar. Yeah, they're basically the same player. Even though Marcus Smart had the defensive edge in those statistics, Hmm. their playoff numbers tell a completely different story where Marcus Smart has the advantage in points, assists, rebound, steals, and player efficiency rating. He has a 13 versus Derek White's 10, and that is weighted for minutes played. And when you look at the 2022 playoffs in particular, Smart, even when you calculate for the minutes played, has the advantage in every category in a meaningful way, except for steals, which feels a little bit more random. Hmm. So let me let me ask you this. Is that a good thing? What? That, that he has better stats? Yeah, is that a good thing? Why wouldn't it be a good thing? Well... The more stats Marcus Smart has, that probably means the less touches that Tatum and Brown are getting oh, and less so that's, less that's running through Tatum and Brown. interesting. So you have a problem with Marcus Smart having twice as many assists, yeah. which lead to a Jalen or a Jason shooting have, instead of Marcus Smart, I just have Smart, trouble with Marcus, Marcus touching the ball as much as he is and dominating the offense as much as He's he is. He's a point guard. Yeah, he doesn't need to run the offense. Tatum runs the offense plenty. I would say that Tatum and Jalen Brown lead the team most of the time in turnovers. No, they do, and Smart was definitely guilty of that last year, too. But no, I'm not saying they're perfect at it, but I don't know. Yeah, I would say that they're far from perfect at it. But again, but was Smart not a problem with turnovers in the postseason last year? Of course he was. He was. But he's a point guard. Like, you expect your point guard to have turnovers. I I expect him to protect the basketball is what I would expect. Which I think he's done a better job of this year, by the way. I think Smart's done a very good job running this offense this year. He has. I don't don't have a lot of complaints about what he's done this year. All of those numbers I hear, and the playoff numbers are what the playoff numbers are, fine. I, I don't know that I want Marcus Smart touching the ball that much in the postseason. But all your regular season numbers bear out what I basically assume. They're basically the same guy. In the regular season. Yeah, just period. They're basically the same guy. No, in the playoffs, Derek White is not the same guy. What are the numbers again? 15 to 12? Okay, this is like, weighted. That's basically this the same. This is weighted. This is weighted. Like his numbers 15 are, to 12. His numbers are a little bit better. Similar rebound numbers, although Marcus similar. Smart still has the edge. Similar. Similar steal numbers, similar. although Marcus Smart still has a slight edge. So they're all similar, yep. And half as many assists okay. as Marcus Smart has. Fine. So on again, average. So Marcus Smart has more assists. Great. whoop de doo uh, He's Der- a point guard. Derek Isn't it Car- important to compile assists as a point guard? Isn't it important to Derek to White's create? a better scorer. Derek though. White stays out of the way. You don't I mean, need Derek White out there when you have Malcolm Brogdon who can actually score off the you know, bench. You know what we come to found out with Marcus Smart? When he's not in the game, Derek White can rack up just as many assists or more. The reason he probably didn't rack up a lot of assists last year is because Marcus Smart was hogging the ball the whole time. If Derek White were running the offense, maybe he'd have the same amount of assists. You all thought that, that... Hold on. All I'm telling you... You're spouting narratives that, basically, were, that were slightly Mego. accurate at times... Three years Mega, ago, your Marcus numbers? Smart was not hogging the ball. Oh, last 
less playoffs. Mego, your numbers basically just tell me what I thought. They're basically the same guy that at Marcus the end of the Smart day. Marcus Smart is better in and, the postseason. And I'll give you my metrics. This is the only metric I need. I'll give you oh, my God. numbers again. 11-6 and six this year without Marcus Smart. 2-1 and one in the playoffs without Marcus Smart last year. Plus, plus him sitting the entire fourth quarter of game one. One of only two games they won in the NBA Finals last year. So those are my only metrics that I need for Marcus Smart. And even so, fine. Is Marcus Smart incrementally better than Derek White? Maybe. All I know is I don't have to hear so sounds much about like Derek yes. White. I don't it have to hear like so much yes. about Derek White. I, I think they're basically the same. Derek White's has Marcus Smart ever been Eastern Conference Player of the Week? Has Marcus Smart ever been on a run like has this? Has Derek White ever been no. defensive no, no, player no, no, of the year? No, 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 no. No, he has not. But you know what? Overrated. So when it comes, not to, sure Drew Holiday gives Marcus Smart forty points. Like when that. it comes to a, he might. When it comes to uh, Marcus Smart and this team, I just I I love that I don't have to hear about it so much. The diving on the floor. Well, get ready because he's back tonight. I know, and I'm guessing they're probably not going to cover tonight. I'm sure they would have executed much better in crunch time if Marcus Smart was out there. Oh, wait, he melted down in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, and oh, wait, Drew Holiday stripped him in the Eastern Conference second round, and oh, wait, he was part of the problem in the NBA Finals. I guess it wouldn't have made any difference. As I remember, Derek White, after the first two games, was really Derek excellent White. in the Finals. Derek White was he not great in the Finals. was really productive. Those are your atometrics? Really, really productive. Those are my atometrics. Atometrics? Exactly. Derek White, not great in the Finals last year. I'll acknowledge it. Uh, we'll talk to Scal here momentarily. While we're waiting for Scal, can I just hear... Can I just hear a little bit of Joe Mazzula on Rob Williams last night? Let me hear the back and forth on Rob Williams, because we didn't play this. We played him uh, defending his timeout strategy. We played his back and forth with that. But let me just hear him on Rob Williams again. Robert Williams, you brought him off the bench. Um, he only played 13 minutes. What was the reasoning there? Was that something where it was an injury-related thing, or was that a matchup thing? Or what, what, no reason. What was there? No reason. Was it a matchup thing? Or? No. No. <laughs> He never comes off the bench. He never. Not true. Well, since he got off his minutes restriction, he has not come off the bench. Um, So, what was the purpose of the change? Okay. The Rob Williams thing last night was weird. And he, for Missoula's sake, he better not play tonight. They better hold him out tonight. Because if he plays in this game tonight, along with Tatum and Smart and Horford, who all apparently could have played last night in the game that mattered against the Bucs. He's going to look that much worse, even worse than he is stooping to arguing with Jay King and Abby and everybody else after the game last night, because that was a bad enough look for him. Uh, Joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline is Brian Scalabrini. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food. By John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And by Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. And again, Scal joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. What's up, Scal? How are you guys doing? I heard uh, we're doing well. Uh, we were just getting into it a little bit about Marcus Smart and his return, which maybe we can uh, ask about. I, I did hear you last night uh, in the post game uh, discussing Robert Williams and his availability and how tonight is important to really understand if there's anything going on with Rob Williams. What, why do you think the Celtics approached last night against the Bucks the way they did when it sounds like everybody's available for the game tonight against the Detroit Pistons? Because that's, that's frustrating to me. I mean, I can understand uh, why you're frustrated. I guess I'm a little frustrated too, but I guess I'll first, when something happens like that, right, I want to understand the why. So do you think with Marcus Smart out, not coming, not coming back on a back-to-back, and Jason Tatum out, do you feel like, and I'm not, I don't, and I don't agree with this, but you feel like the Celtics sort of, in their own way, waved the white flag and said, "Well, yeah, if we're going to yeah. be shorthanded, then why don't we just go with these guys? Blake, you know, Blake Griffin's here for a reason. Blake Griffin, 
kind of takes over those spots when when Al's out. And so you kind of you have, and we do have a little bit of this, like kind of like we have some guys that play every night, but we do have guys that that do play. You know, you'll see Peyton Pritchard a ton on one night, and you won't see him on another night. You'll see Luke Cornett a ton on one night, and you'll see Blake Griffin a ton on another night. Maybe when they looked at this as a two-game series, they decided to say, well, if Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart, and we're going to sit Al Horford on the front end of a back-to-back, I know, maybe but, we'd rather I know, just use use this for, you know, use our guys for the second game, which we know if we play well, we'll probably get the win. I know, but that, so, and I guess I understand that uh, for the Eastern Conference standings, a win's a win, and you can you can uh, stack it up against Milwaukee, but for the head-to-head matchup and just the measuring stick, I don't get why they wouldn't approach last night as the night to play everybody. It sounds like they're pretty much all clear tonight, Rob Williams and I guess Jalen Brown notwithstanding. It sounds like they're all going to play, so that makes me assume they all could have played last night, so that's that's what I'm cool. getting but you're but you're ignoring Jason Tatum. Don't you think he's the domino that kind of makes that thing go? No, I bet he probably could have played last night. But he was sick last night. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was sick. sick in the NBA Finals. Like I don't know, he probably could have played. Not, you, did you forget COVID? Like they don't allow guys to play when they're sick anymore. That's just the way it goes mm-hmm. in the NBA. I don't agree with it. It just is what it is. So, Scout, I wanted to circle back on something we talked about a couple weeks ago, which is the the determination of minutes. Because uh, I remember we talked and you said there's always like dozens of these exercise science guys who are walking around the building making the determination of where someone like Rob Williams' health is and injury-wise and what the exact you know minutes should be that they play. Is there a system that runs through brad joe and these exercise science trainers whatever guys like what what can you give us any glimpse into the process there because sometimes we hear brad talking about who's going to be available and who's not and then we hear joe addressing why someone is starting and in the making the starting lineup and not and i'm just looking for some transparency i guess from well there's a lot of things with that is it are you asking specifically a load management question or are you asking like an injury question? Because those are two different things. I suppose more injury. Well, when a guy's hurt, he can't play. That's it. So when a guy's hurt and he's coming back, there's like a ramp up. Period. Right. That's what you get. Like, that's why you didn't see Chris Middleton in the game in overtime yesterday. But so I, I guess with somebody, some... yeah, with somebody like Rob Williams, who, you know, has the soft tissue injury concerns, and sorry to cut you off there, I'm just saying, it seems like there's more gray area with that than with Chris Middleton, who's on a very hard minutes restriction. So, so I don't know what's going to happen today, but uh, here's my guess. Today will be, or this will be the first, uh, unless Rob is hurt, which I would, I would assume that the... Uh, the Celtics have to disclose that, not necessarily to the media, but they have to disclose it to somebody. But if if Rob is hurt, then yeah, I get it. Like something something happened, he tweaked something, and I guess he's going to be out. But why don't we look at it? until he we find out today? What if this was the first step towards Rob playing on back to backs? So let's say tonight, instead of playing thirty minutes in one game, maybe he's going to split it up, eighteen minutes one night. 12 minutes or 12 minutes one night 18 minutes the next night so we don't know what the overall plan is for rob williams we will find out today how they decide to use rob williams but i would i would just say if he doesn't play today yesterday was weird but if he plays today then it's the celtics taking that first step towards rob williams and seeing to a back-to-back so i'm sorry i can't like answer like in generalities i can only answer specifically but each player is a little bit different like jalen brown 
broke his face. So when he comes back, that's going to be different than a guy who's out with a knee injury. So, like, everybody, like, kind of goes by these different things. And sometimes on a given night, you throw it out the window and you let a guy play 40 if you go to overtime. But then you see him, they'll, they'll dial it back the next three games. So it's more complicated than a day-to-day basis. Scal, has Derek White played his way, in your opinion, played his way into a bigger role? Should Marcus Smart be looking over his shoulder here? No, no, I don't think so. I think Derek White's been fantastic. But you got to have Marcus Smart out there, the defensive versatility. Um, I mean, this is what it is. Like, this is what being a championship-level team is. You want to have versatility. You want to have a guy like Derek White have the opportunity to, if a guy goes out, he gets put in the starting lineup, he plays great. But, you know, it's it's hard to sustain this stuff. Like, it's not. It's a small sample size, which Derek has been fantastic, but it does take time, and you got to see it, and you got to see how the team responds. I think, I think our offense has been much better with Marcus Smart out there than with Derek White, even though Derek White's numbers have been absolutely off the charts. Marcus, like this, really makes this thing go. Our passing is up. Our assisted turnover ratio is up. Our assists are up. Our easy baskets are up. Our transition baskets are all up. Marcus Smart does a lot, not just defensively, offensively as well, but. Uh, I think the Celtics are in a great position. Joe Mazzula has good problems when it comes to all these guys that can contribute. They had 125 points without him last night, and they're 11-6 and six without him, but, but, but we'll put that to the side. I, I'm curious your thoughts on Jalen Brown. Um, I guess two-part question. Number one, do you think he's going to play in the All-Star game? And number two, would you have a problem if he does? I just want to remind you, it was an overtime game, and with nothing to lose, those guys came out playing. I know, they could, but, 12, uh, they could have been 12-5 and five without him, yeah. Yeah, I know. I thought they were going to win that game. I thought Milwaukee was going to come out like duds, but no, I mean, they were great. Um, I don't know. Like, Jalen Brown's his decision. How much? How bad does he want to play in it? Some players would would uh, relish at the idea of being able to sit out of an all-star game. Um, Jalen Brown seems like he got that mask. Marcus Smart was showing it yesterday. So, that if, if he got a mask and he got it this fast, then probably it's probably for him to play in the all-star game. Everybody treats those games differently. For Jalen Brown, it's a great platform for him to, you know, like showcase to, you know, like the general NBA fan or or that that he is, you know, in that company of the elite players. Should and he play? This how? Should what? Should he play? If he wants to. Well, he's missing. He's missing regular season games. You're not worried about like a setback in a game that does not matter at all. No, I know the game doesn't matter, but the difference between. Uh, Today's Wednesday and that's Sunday. I know, but this I know, like but this, this logic like, happened. How do, you with, guys, like, how do you how do you like you know how all the how do you how does a facial fracture heal? You guys know that? I don't know. You know I, I, I know that I, I was critical of things. I know I was critical of Kemba playing in the all star game a couple of years ago and that wasn't a good move, and I'm fearful of the same thing. Yeah. A knee and a fractured face, a little bit different. Okay. I mean Well if he cuts a basketball off the face. <laughs> yeah, like you were right. You're right. Kemba shouldn't have played Thank he you. shouldn't have played in the all star game with a bad knee. I think like having a fractured face, which he's going to have to learn how to play through that, and having a bum knee that always gets re-aggravated, yeah. But guess what? It's, it's Jalen Brown's call on that one. If he wants to do it for his own personal, I, I made it. I, I played in an all-star game. What, who are like? Would you really, if you really think that you would go up to him and be like Jalen Brown? I really think it's you shouldn't do it. Like, you think Joe Mazzula and Brad Stevens and they should Grossbecker. Oh, you're crazy. That's they should have no to, to Kemba. They should have to Kyrie a few years ago. They should to Jalen. So, so, so lingering knee problems and a broken face are 
the same thing in your world? Just no, no just play just playing in a fake game that doesn't matter. Playing in a fake game that doesn't matter versus a real one. Crazy. You're you're crazy for thinking that like a, a fractured face isn't going to be a lingering ish, uh, I get, injury. I get they're not the same it's injury. A, I understand that. I'm just saying it's a fake game. That's why I don't care about it. And Jalen's played in an all-star game before, so I'd say, Jalen, you've already played in one. You can sit this one out. You'll probably make more. Yeah. No, but you're, it's a fake game to me, too. And I'm like me and you are on the same page when it comes to this thing. I think it's the most overrated game, and the NBA puts all their attention to making the all-star game better. I, I wish they would make the regular season better, but but – but Jalen Brown is going to make that decision on his own. Like that, it means a lot to players. Why do you think these players like they clamor over making the All Star game? I've seen locker rooms get divided over guys making the All Star team. So it means a lot to them. Which, oh, sorry. Oh, Scout, real quick. Uh, do you look at the Bucks with like kind of a side eye after last night? I mean, no, no offense to the bench players on the Celtics or anything, but they did have to go to overtime with four of the five starters out. No, I don't, I don't. I don't think that last night's game determined anything. I really don't. I don't think that like uh, just because our bench players almost beat the Bucks, that now that we're gonna when we have our starters in there, we're gonna beat them in. We're gonna sweep them in four. But uh, no, I think the Bucks are a great team. I think they're a great playoff team. You know, like I think Middleton will kind of get back. I don't know if he'll get back to where he was when they won a championship. Giannis is a problem, and Drew Holiday is a problem. So yeah, that's not gonna be an easy out. But I will say. Celtic bench players that if, without the star power of the Celtics, what a great game! Those guys played fantastic, and you know, match shot for shot. There were moments in there that they could have put the Bucks away, and they weren't able to do it. But man, I, I'm uh, I, I was like I was amazed by the way that they played, even though I did think they were going to win that game. Which uh, which locker rooms got divided over the All Star game, Scott? Was it a Celtics locker room? All kinds of locker rooms get divided over the All Star game. It's a big deal. Celtics I care about that stuff. You would you would you would be surprised. Is it Rondo? How much? How many people care about the All Star game? Okay, no, I get that players do. I just I would I would just tell them to, to sit this one out. But maybe that's easier said than done. He's Brian Scalabrini. He joins us every week on the Harbor One Hotline Thursdays at uh, sorry Wednesdays at four thirty. Scal, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. See ya. All right, Brian Scalabrini. As all our guests here again on the Harbor One Hotline. It's probably Rondo, right? I'm trying to remember who Ray made the, could be Ray. He's a big one year. He's a big fake. Could KG, be Ray. Ray, Paul, and Rondo. Didn't they all make it one year? I, they did. Like four the, Celtics. The three of them definitely made it a bunch. I don't know about. All, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there was a year where all four made it. Rondo was so young. I mean, they did a good job of keeping Rondo like in check. By the on way, those teams. I'm not arguing with Scal about how players want to play in it. Of course, they want to play in it. That's why I think Jalen's going to play in it. He's arguing against you that the way that these conversations happen. When he's essentially on a break, is I that Brad's going to go over to Jalen Brown him. and say, I didn't ask you him what the team was going to do. I, asked, I said, two-part question, do you think he's going to play? Should he play? That's, what, that's all I asked. I asked him. He didn't need to bring uh, Brad and everybody else into it. I said, Scal, should he play? I'm just asking him. I wasn't asking what the Celtics are going to do. You were like, please don't make this about my wonderful prince, Brad Stevens. <laughs> G. Willikers, we that don't is, need to make this personal. That is, I mean, imagine how that conversation would go between G. Willikers and, and Jalen playing in the All-Star game. Ah, two Elkers. I'll go hide in the corner. 2011, by the way, you had four Boston Celtics representing the Eastern That's, Conference. Might be the one. 617-779-7937. We'll get to your feedback. And we've cut into Meg's planning again. Uh, my apologies, Megan. It's a, it's a man. You know what? I'm used to it It's now. a man walking all over a woman. Uh, it's Meg's planning next. Jones and Meg go. Return after this on WEEI. 
Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg's Splaining. Meg's Splaining. All right, this is going to get a little personal. I think this is the first personal Meg's Splaining. Ooh. There's something that guys in particular do at work that really irks me. Make uh, really onions in the microwave. Gets my goat. Cauliflower. Don't don't, don't tell don't stick tell the their earwax all over the keyboard. Don't there tell the bosses about my searches. Nothing that I hate more. I mean, there are things I hate more, but one thing that I really hate is when people don't tell you that it's their birthday, oh, no. and then you find <laughs> out like the next day they come in and they're like, "It's your birthday." Oh. I, I, I I blame. <laughs> I blame Kathleen for this. Beautiful. Show the people that nice balloon. What does it say? It says cheerful attitude. Who is that? Now, who is on? I have no idea. I don't know any of those I got it from Party City. It just says cheerful attitude on it. It definitely looks like. Is that like like, a band? (laughs) I don't know. Is that like a Disney Channel show? That sounds, that seems right. So it's Joe's birthday. Who's the K-pop act? Why can't I think of their name? BTS. Uh, BTS. BTS. Thank you. That's not BTS. Is this guy not BTS over here? I don't think so. Well, I, I strike looks that, like a I strike that from the record. Then. Who's this guy with the Z on him? Anyway, there's another thing there. You need to put you need to put it on. <sighs> I got to put on my tiara. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hang on. Can I put the balloon over here? What do I do? Tie the balloon down? Yeah. Why don't you tie the balloon to your microphone? <sighs> yeah. Okay, I can do that. Uh, so I am serious. Our old uh, producer Tyler. Yeah, but did wait. the same thing. No, he came I, in one day and he was like, "Well, my 30th birthday was but, last week." But Arcan, and I said, "Your 30th birthday is last week." Would you Arcan like some good news? did it the right way. Okay, no, I'm gonna Arcan say Arcan's, Arcan's, Arcan's worked with me for how long? When have I ever come in later and been like, "Oh, it was my birthday," you know? Well, I didn't know. That. I didn't know it was your birthday. The only way I ever knew was when I our would, old producer would tell me, and I even then I, I always forget. Yeah, is that is that in the shot? It's not. Well, your shot. new producer had no clue. <laughs> oh, whatever. I blame I blame Kathleen. Your wife. DM me and said it's Jones's birthday, so make sure you embarrass him. And I feel betrayed. I feel like you have kicked me out of the trust circle. Uh, I no. need to know when the birthday is because when I find out that the birthday happened and I didn't do anything to prepare for the birthday, it makes me feel bad about myself. It makes me feel like a bad person. It should. Good. So your birthday is actually about me. Yes. And I, I don't think that, that you're being a good supportive co-host and you're new here. And now we have problems. I, uh, and now you need to wear a stupid tiara that lights uh, up. And what is the front of that tiara? Oh, it's very personal. Tiara. It says, let the fun begin, is what it says. <laughs> oh, good. Woo! Yes. I like fun. I think we've been doing nothing uh, nothing but having fun Spring here. Spring break, program. woo! <laughs> so I, I do. I blame, I blame my I think, wife. I do oh, think yeah. That oh, that's not Look at that. Oh, it's Mardi Gras in there. Why is your head so big? <laughs> it's not, uh, the thing is, it's I not. I think it's meant for like a little girl. Yeah, like what? <laughs> this is. Look at you. <laughs> How's that look? Uh, uh, it's it's tremendous. No, but see, here's what you're wrong about. I wouldn't have come in and said anything about my birthday. When have I ever said anything about my birthday? How long have we worked together, Arcan? Five years? You've never, ever said anything. When do I say anything about my birthday? I, I wouldn't have come in and done that. that wasn't, Sir, are you one of these people who hates your birthday? It wasn't like... Because those people are I already talked too. about this weeks ago. I said, you know what I'd do? I'd skip right past celebrating everybody's birthday, and I'm like, great, we all have do birthdays. I get it. you to have like an ounce of joy in <laughs> your like, life? I'm like, great, we all have birthdays. Great. I, I won't say anything on yours. You don't have to say anything on mine. You better say we something on mine. You know what? You, you should I, say happy birthday. I got you a cookie cake. Uh, 
I probably will. I probably will, but I don't want to. Here's a balloon and a tiara. Our like, dad, I how will. fun did we make your birthday? Because we had advance notice. My birthday was awesome. I had a great time on my birthday. Okay. Yeah. We had dad, dad's night out. Blacked at out the at Sullivan's Tavern. It was awesome. He got oh, in a fight yeah. with kids in boat shoes uh, that's and right. sweaters oh, at the pool table. Smacked uh-huh. him with the pool cue. <laughs> and now I think instead, the Celtics played is, a game, this too. This is what know. your birthday is like now, because you didn't tell anyone. And I found out... 20 minutes before the show. I had to go I had to go to Party City. She re- did she, she did it, yeah. She you. reached out to you? Yeah. No, she's in so much. She trouble. said just so you know. She's in so much. And trouble. I said, "Oh I'm my gonna god." Go, I'm going to go to the and bar. You know what I said? I'm going to go after the bar. I'm going to go to the bar after the kid now or after the show now and she can she can take care of the kid for the rest of the I night. Said I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go out for the rest of the night. Now I'm going to really celebrate my I birthday, Kathleen. I said Jones Kathleen. is a dirty now, snake. Now, now I'm going to go out and really celebrate my birthday, Kathleen. I don't like people this. who are snake-like. I I am snake-like. You're going to Warren Tavern with that thing on. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to walk around Charlestown in this tiara for the rest of the night. That's what I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go back home now. It's oh, you want me to celebrate my birthday? Good. I went out to the bar. I'm celebrating my birthday, Kathleen. Have fun putting the kid to bed. Should have I'll see you in the morning. Got a T-shirt that said "Ask Me About My Show" on W E E I <laughs> on the back. I'm famous. Jones, come to Sullivan's. So annoying. I'm going there after the show. I'm not. I gotta go come home. On. I'm gonna go home and put my kid to bed. Your mother wants. Your mother. Your wife wants you. <laughs> <laughs> your wife Whoa, wants you to celebrate your birthday. So uh, I think you have the right to do that. Let me pose. Let me pose for this. Hi. Happy birthday. Can anyone explain to us what Cheerful Attitude is? I just Googled Cheerful Attitude music, Cheerful Attitude show, Cheerful Attitude is... teenager, nothing. I have uh, no idea what look that is. Look at that balloon there on Twitch. <laughs> Very creepy. Super weird. If you're watching live, uh, let me get the plug in on uh, our live streams. Uh, make sure you watch along on Twitch and YouTube. Find WEI at twitch.tv or youtube.com. So now we've set the um, I'm not doing the I, foundation. I will, that birthdays on this show will be recognized. We will be celebrating each other on this show at times. I'm gonna legally. I'm gonna legally change my birthday. Is that something I can do? Can Why, I le- so you can, can have I, another birthday? Can I, can I legally change my birthday? So you can have two birthdays a year. Yeah, I support every day that. Because, I, because I'm enjoying this so much that I I would like to celebrate it again. Should we yes. give Jones a birthday and a half birthday? Yes. And then we can give them half a crown. Do vampire bats celebrate their half birthdays? It's a good point. And it's a quarter half birthday's birthday. got to be in like August, right? It's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So we'll calculate it. So this is my fault. This is what this is. This is my fault that you I, bet, that I you didn't know tell what? you. Arkan, what did I do for you on your birthday? I brought um, you a nice cookie cake. Yes, that's right. You did. I didn't bring you any stupid stuff to make well, you look was, like an a hole. I was gonna, I was gonna come in that tomorrow. Cake was and great. Go, I was gonna come in tomorrow and go, oh shucks, I, you, you know, I turned, I turned thirty nine yesterday. And so that's the uh, that, Ooh, now that's I'm, a bad one. I, I know exactly. Now so you're thinking about turning forty. Do you feel like you're, death is near? You're turning forty. Yes, mm. yes. Arkan, you're how's forty going? I'm forty one now. How's forty one going? Terrible. <laughs> so I haven't heard Jones ask when Mego's birthday what is. I'm sure I'll be. I'll figure it out. I'm sure. I'm sure it's marked down all over the place. I'll figure it out. I'm you sure better figure Doctor it out. Dr. No is going to direct message you. <laughs> Doctor No. <laughs> sure, he loves that name. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll save the tiara. I'll save the tiara for you. How's that sound? I'll, um, save, I'll save it in my little cubby over I think it's getting stretched out on your head right now. What size it, hat do you sm- wear? Very God. small. Ve- very small. I do not, I decidedly do not have, uh, well, big anything, but a, but a big head. Yeah. When you only have three coworkers, tell them your birthday. <laughs> Mego's got one coming up. It's the first, it's the first Meg's planning I vehemently disagree with. But why, why, when is Megan's birthday? I just looked it up on Facebook. It's in April. Ah. That's April right. 11th. April 11th. Me and Bill Belichick were both spicy Aries. <laughs> but I didn't know this. My sister is the 12th. Hey, now. How about that? How about, how about that? Joint birthday party? 
my sister-in-law's. Sullivan's tab? I should know my yes. sister-in-law's. Wait, Husky birthday party? Yeah, I should know. I should know my sister-in-law's off the top of my head. It's either the 11th or the 3rd. It's right there. All of you guys. We can just wow. we can just celebrate it all. We're like the same person. Bring up Kate Jones. Bring up my sister-in-law. We can do the whole thing. Uh, so there you go. Is that done? Yeah. This is going to go the rest of the show, though. That was a good, it's, my least, it's easily my least favorite Megsplaining yet. Uh, anyway, Megsplaining. Happy each, birthday, Joe! Each and every day at this time. Yay. Yay. Here on WEEI. Uh, we'll have more. We'll get back to the Patriots raising their season ticket prices. And I'm going to yell at them in this tiara next.